My name is Brian Greenspan and I'm an associate professor in the departments of English and I also direct the Hypertext and Hypermedia Lab here at Carleton, aka the Hyperlab. Sure, I always carry my phone with me when I shop because if I see an item and I think I can price check it, I can see if it's somewhere else cheaper. Um, shopping becomes an augmented or hybrid experience where I'm never satisfied with what's in front of me anymore. I have to now go online and see if I'm not missing out on a possibility of, of another item that might be out there. And I think that this creates a crisis. If you're indecisive as I am, it creates a real crisis. Um, the item's right there and it's in black, but I want it in red. And I know I can get it in red at another store, and maybe I should just go home and order it from that store and hope it arrives in time. On the one hand, it's enabling, but on the other hand, it can be really paralyzing for today's shopper. Well, the shopping experience of the future, if I were to speculate, is going to be even more terrifying than it is today. Um, for the reason that with mobile technology now, there are forms of location-based marketing, for instance, in which marketers are trying to use your mobile device, your cell phone, to cater the experience to you in the same way that your web surfing experience is catered to you. So for instance, there have been experiments in higher end stores where they are, will take your, the Wi-Fi signal from your phone and link it to a um, customer profile, data, do a bit of data mining on you, and use your phone to track you with fine-grained precision throughout the store as you browse, as you look at particular objects, as you go down one aisle but not another. They track how much time you spend in particular areas of the shop. They can even, with very powerful directional cameras, tell what your mood is when you're looking at particular objects. This is, what, this is what's being tried now so that they can build a very precise profile not only of what you shop for but how you shop for it, when you shop for it. And based on that they can provide not only a very clear individualized profile of how to market to you as a, as a customer in the future, but they can generalize from that based on your age or your gender or your where you live or your income bracket. They can create broader generalized pictures of how people in your demographic might respond to marketing in the future. Some people have responded very um, negatively, as you can imagine, to this kind of surveilling. Um, you're being tracked, you're being traced, you're being, you're being shaped and molded in a way. Um, in the future, I can only expect that this is going to increase and that this form of direct profiling and marketing of the customer is going to be seamlessly integrated with real bricks and mortar stores with real tangible consumer um, opportunities. Everything will be talking to you f through directed audio, for instance. You will have ads that can be a form of laser audio that can be directed to you as an individual and speak to you without anybody else hearing it. So each individual consumer in the mall, rather than the awful music and the awful attention shoppers, you will be hearing, you know, attention Michael. So these forms of coercion are going to get, I think, more and more canny um, more specifically catered to individuals, more narrow casting rather than broadcasting. It will mean that these merchandisers are going to create and retain ever more sophisticated and detailed digital doubles of all of us, records that they will use to mine our habits and to market to us. There are clear privacy and surveillance issues raised um, by these sorts of practices when most marketers can't even keep track of their credit card um, lists. We know this and they get hacked all the time. Um, 
well, imagine what's going to happen when somebody can hack and find out exactly what you've bought, exactly where and when you've bought it and why, and um, basically create a picture of you and your life based on your consumption habits alone. I would like people to be more aware of privacy violations. I'm, I'm very concerned also that if we're going to be data mined, we're going to be data mined only for our consumer habits. I think that we're a lot more as citizens than simply consumers and taxpayers. And on the one hand, I would want to say, look, if you're going to mine me and create a digital double, then mine every aspect of my being, right? On the other hand, um, I think that we need to educate consumers. We need more education in the universities about the um, cultural and social effects of technologies. Computers, I say, are too important to leave to the computer scientists and engineers alone, and that's why I built the Hyperlab in order to try and um, train the next generation of scholars who will take a more self-conscious and critical perspective t to these questions of exactly what information are we producing, what trails are we, of data are we leaving behind, who has access to them, who should have access to them, what are the ethical implications, what are the cultural implications, and how can we turn all of this information about each other to our benefit rather than simply leaving it um, up to the people that are trying to sell us more widgets.